Hello, everyone. Hello and welcome to Superhero Shonen Punch, the one and only podcast that punches you. That's right. My name is Josh. I'm your first puncher, and this is Dave. I'm Dave, and I I punch below the belt. (laughs) You heard it here first. Dave punches below the belt. That's right. (laughs) Thanks for joining us, everybody. We're having so much fun doing this. I... Dave, when you were like, oh, I have this idea for this podcast and I think it'll be super fun. I was like, that sounds really fun. Uh, But I don't know. It's like one of those weird, like, there's already so many podcasts, but doing this, I'm like, I understand why there's so many. It's so fun to just, I don't know, hang out with somebody that you really enjoy hanging out with and like just talking about something you care about. This is great. I'm having a blast. I am too. I it, It's one of those, like, I was also worried that it'd be a, a once or twice and done, but we've had so much fun that it's been fun to put the effort in. I don't know. Yeah. And I, I think I, I looked at one of them and it had like 20 views and I'm going to be honest, like already I'm like 20 views, like maybe give me half of those are bots that's still 10 people or 10 times that ben listened to this that's pretty cool right Ben, thank you thank you for bumping up our numbers ben and i don't mind (laughs) robot fans either yeah no i'm all about that honestly that's the future so we'll put in some extra beeps and boops for everybody yes yes one two one two zero zero speaking to how much or it's just one and zero shoot You've you've offended half our audience. Yeah, <laughs> I've offended half our audience. Uh, but speaking of for the love of it, I mean, and and so we're talking about Dead Body Road today. That's our yes, our comic topic, and just to roll in that love, we uh, recorded this entire episode before, and. <laughs> somehow it turned into a dead body on the side of the road and and we're redoing it now for the love of it dead podcast road that's right i did a really i i did a great recording like it was one of the best like well well done recordings i've ever had uh but i forgot to turn on my mic which made it hard to get any audio says dave I said you should just like figure out a way, transcribe like the read the lips, write a bot, some sort of computer thing that figure out figures out what I'm saying, and then use an AI voice translator with my voice, plug all the words in, and you have the podcast. I didn't think it was that hard. Dave. I spent I spent hours trying to do that and and got really close, but the voice that you that you had was unbearable oh so <laughs> so this time i turned my mic on mm-hmm. we checked the video the audio what else did we check the side oh we didn't check the size of the save so if this one's bad and it's because of the size of the save that one's not on me because i'm bringing it up now i see i'll take the i'll take the the uh I'll take it on that one if if that's the case. But I think we're good. I think we're good. I know we're good. I'm uh, an audio genius now. I know everything. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. Rule, Dave, rule how are you doing? I'm doing rule pretty good. <laughs> uh having fun. Um yeah. It it as much as we've been on top of this, it feels like there's a, a length of time between each one. Like mm-hmm. it feels like it takes a while, but um yeah, I I enjoyed talking about this last time. I'm excited to talk about it again. Um, <laughs> I talked last time. I I've been getting into 3D printing lately, and have had some failures. If I can see this, that's a, a squid that half of his legs turned into, or I guess an octopus. <laughs> half of his legs turned into spaghetti. Um, I then had some subsequent prints. And had had one turn out just about perfect. Mm, that does look nice. Thanks. It's so cute. 
I love it. And then I've since printed like some random holders and stands for like my headphones and a one of my uh, game controllers. And I don't know how useful all of them been, but it's been super fun so far. And I'm excited. I have a project that I want to try to do. Um, I was looking up something about a microphone that you can buy an inexpensive microphone, take it apart, put it in a 3D printed case. And because of like the quality of the cheaper one, but then having it spaced correctly, like more expensive ones, it'll sound pretty good. Oh, and then that involves like cool. 3D printing the outside of it to make it look cooler. So I'm excited to have a project that kind of has even more utility. That's awesome. I I recently got 3D prints in from Etsy and I was reminded you have a 3D printer and I thought to myself, I should have just bought the files and sent it to Dave and said, I'll pick it up. I'm down to try it. I will say it's it's more nuanced than you'd think. Like I believe that. They say they talk about like balancing it and stuff and if you don't get that right you build a really poor base and then the rest of it's all wonky and it takes a lot of uh practice to get it right yeah but i mean i've seen i've seen videos of some crazy things that people have built do you have like an like uh, a a golden egg thing that you in the future want to to print it's hard i'd like these are awesome and it's even better than I thought it was going to be. Um, but once you get into the, like the resin printing that you can get the, yep. instead of it being like an extruder spooling out all of the plastic, it's like a, a system that dips it into a vat of liquid that then like photocopies basically each layer. And okay. the resolution for those is, you can't see the lines or anything basically okay and that would be a fun end goal someday because you can print like figures or like the sky's the limit for those yeah but um i think right now my my big my big goal would be to uh get a scan of you josh and and print out <laughs> a josh figurine that says i'm walking here <laughs> just because i don't know if i can live without a josh figurine in my house oh so. man i mean okay so to be accurate to my height i think we have to do uh feet to inches so it'll have to be seven inches tall because ah so i don't I know see. if you want to print something that that tall i know that's a lot of a, a lot plastic, of plastic you know it's true we'll see we'll see <laughs> i like to be accurate I like to be to be precise so it'll I, it'll be worth it i'll have to get in one of those like full body scanners you know like they use for like cgi mm -hmm. the, yeah. what's amazing now is they're getting to the point where there's phone apps that can do a lot of that just with taking like a bunch of pictures around somebody okay and and they can piece it together with the software Thank that's you. yeah that's insane i am it's it blows my mind because it's like the stuff you imagine when you're a kid like oh it'd be so cool if i could like scan my self into a video but game or whatever self yeah 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 if i was a kid and i had that <laughs> capability i would scan my butt and i would get a 3d model of my butt actually i do that now i do that as an adult i don't make it your, your your butt gun in your halo match yes that would th that's my new dream i love it <laughs> Well, speaking of dream, if I can go to uh, what I picked up this week. I was talking uh, last episode about, or two episodes ago, about collecting pre-code horror comics. Mm -hmm. um, and I have a dream of collecting all of the Mystic comics and all of the 
crime suspense stories comics. Crime suspense stories is like my, those are my grail comics. There was a Supreme Court case and they used one of the covers as a, as an example during it. And it's just iconic. Uh, But I picked up another issue of mystic. Mystic And this is, this is, I mean, this is a very iconic cover. It's uh, yeah. And you can see, it's just beautiful. It's striking uh, that the imagery of the, the, um, the body, the dead body morgue in the morgue, uh, grabbing the man is just so striking. Um, and one of the reasons that it later became a non-approved comic. Uh, but I picked it up at a local shop, which usually it's hard to get, uh, pre-code horror comics at a local, your local comic book store Mm -hmm. because they'll just sell out. But there's a shop near me and the owner goes to every convention that he can and he collects pre-code also. So oh, this was, awesome. this was a double from his collection. He picked up a, a nicer grade of this comic and he sold me the one that, so the, the cover is not attached. The staples ripped through. So I got the one with the, with the detached cover, but still, Fairly decent quality. Yeah, for it looks good. Mystic Twenty Eight. It's still hard to find them in this condition. So I'm always impressed. Very happy. You're really good at getting in and and having a, a good relationship with your like comic book owners, mm. comic shop owners. Like even in college, and as an introvert, it's always impressed me because I that's how I make enemies. It's trying to network. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I so one of the pastors at my church, he said that uh, new whenever there's a new couple that comes to church, you'll know that it's their first time visiting because Josh will catch them before they leave and ask if they play board games. Um, that's like the joke is that I'll find somebody new and I walk up and I say, "Hi, I'm Josh. Do you play board games?" I just, <laughs> I'm always trying to meet people. I love meeting people. I love meeting new people. And with the comic shops, it's nice because there's already that shared interest. Um, and it's something that I, I can actually talk about. Like, I, I know there's a lot of comic shops that have scalpers come in. Um, so a lot of comic shops, I feel like they kind of test me when I go in. And they, like, ask mm. me questions and about my collection. And it's like, I know they're trying to see if I'm authentically buying. Mm-hmm. You know, if they if they give me a deal, are they going to see that thing on eBay the next day? Yeah. Um. So there's definitely like a, a buildup of trust, but yeah, I, I do I do like to do that. Funny thing about the comic shop at college, I was on TikTok because I'm 12, and guess who just randomly showed up on my for you page? Who? The guy who managed the comic shop in Yellow Springs. Oh. Not even talking about comic books. He was talking about his music. He's got like a SoundCloud. And That's cool. I, I literally, I commented, I was like, yo, I used to buy comics from you, dude. That's awesome. I actually was yeah. in there with friends like a week ago. No way. Mm-hmm. How was it? Was it any different? It, It's interesting because, and I, I don't know how into like manga and stuff I was, but it seems like they have more of that. And okay. they definitely have, like they have a whole wall of board games now. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's super cool. But yeah, Yellow Springs is a cool place. If you're ever in Ohio, yes. go visit that. Yes, it's, big shout out Yellow Springs. Yeah, they just got a lot of cool shops and food. And for for a small Ohio town, it's very unique. It's cool. Yeah. One more random, not related to, to comic books or what we're reading thing. So I started doing this when I got my current job, uh, probably like seven months ago or so, where six months ago, I have two notebooks, different colors. It's this new system I have for taking notes. This, this notebook is my everything notes. It's where I take notes during meetings, just scribble everything down. This is important notes only and Mm. Uh, important to-do list. So I do most of my to-do list in here, but if I have like a really important or like an overarching to-do list thing that will span a few, like a few weeks or months, it goes in here. 
And it has been like one of the most helpful things to me to keep things like organized in my mind and what I'm doing. So that's, that's really my, smart. That's my current system. And I want to shout it out because I'm finding it's very useful for how I think. It makes, I think it makes sense for most people because like I'm really bad at that in general, but even in school when I'd have a notebook, it was always disorganized and I could never find what was important. So like kind of having that catch all week to week thing and then having that over, over arching, as you said. Um, yeah, it makes sense. It's cool. I'm always impressed because it works for me. I, I have an artist's mind, so I just kind of go with the flow of things and the, the, the deadlines and, and that push make me more creative. So I just let it all sort itself out. I've seen that with you. It's a talent. You have a talent with that. And it stresses me the hell out. I was going to say, it, it, you, it does. you do have that. It stresses me out too. And it, it should get better. I should I should fix it. But Well, you ready to talk Dead Body Road? Dead Body Road. I Dead Body Road. Remembering back, it's funny because I talked about always having good recommendations from Josh that even if they're not my favorite. I appreciate them. And I thought you did me wrong last time. I started reading it and it was kind of like, it's, it's all right. Like, it's not bad and 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 whatever. It realized that I'd been reading the sequel to what we were supposed to read and scrambled around and reread it. And uh, and it was great that Dead Body Road, <laughs> I <laughs> enjoyed it a lot. You didn't betray me, Josh. You've You've done good by me. <laughs> I've kept my honor. That's right. Yeah, it's. I cracked up at that. So yeah, you read the sequel, which is called Bad Blood. Mm-hmm. I have not read the sequel. I I know that it did not get as uh, raving reviews and as much uh, positivity as the original Dead Body Road. So yeah, you read the sequel and didn't seem as impressed with it. <laughs> but since then, but yeah, we've. We've corrected, and you have read the actual Dead Body Road. Yes. Which, no spoiler. Uh, do you want to? Do you want to just lay out what it, what it is? Yes. So, it's. I, I mean, I think you primed it last time, but it's it's a revenge story. Right off the bat, our main character's wife. But that's not something we. That's not something secret, right? Yeah. <laughs> so there's like a bank heist and you see this woman security guard or uh, I don't know. If she, is she a police officer? I forget. Um, yeah, I think she's a either police officer or security guard. Okay. Well, she tries to stop this, this heist from happening and ends up being killed. And throughout the, like you, you flash to our main character whose name is Orson Gage Dead, Dead Body Dan Dead Body um, Dan yeah they sure. call him Gage I think through Gage. most of it yeah. okay and I think he in that moment's talking to like an, uh, a police officer friend or someone who probably knew his wife um, I don't think he tries to convince him to get out of it but he's like here's some information I don't condone what you're doing but I get it <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, and then you start on this kind of crazy roller coaster of Gage tracking down the people that murdered his wife. Yep, that's the whole. That's the whole thing. Uh, <clears throat> what is especially interest, interesting about it is that the vast majority of the comic, which is just I think uh, six issues or five issues. Um, takes place in vehicles during car chases and stuff. There's an entire issue that is entirely devoted to a car chase. Um, that is just so abnormal for comic books. It's 
you can't watch an action movie today without or even like not an action movie like most most movies have a car chase like so many movies have some sort of car chase or high speed mm-hmm. thing going on it just raises the the tension and it it's exciting and it feels very alive and action packed um but you can't you can't display that well in a visual format with comic books um mm-hmm. that's what for me this comic feels fast it feels exciting in the imagery and what they're able to convey through the illustrations so that's mm. why that's why i wanted you to read it because this comic isn't like other comics in um that it it, it tried to do something new and i think succeeded in that mm-hmm. um so i think it's a fun like like if you're new to comics or interested in comics, like this is the sort of story that will push the boundary and also like redefine what you think comics can do. It, it, honestly, it, it feels like you're flying off the rails. Like it's breakneck speed when, when you're in one of those chases. Um, and they do a really good job of, I don't know how you pull it, put it, but like, conveying that and going from character to character without it being like in a lot of movies you see kind of that cheesy like you see the car speeding around and then they cut to the main actor and you can tell the main actors like on a green screen or something and it's like (laughs) like just doing like cutaways like oh no there's a, a little old lady on the road i gotta swerve like but it feeling disconnected from the action and it did a really good job of connecting all that together without it feeling like it made it choppy or like taking you out of the speed of what's happening. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It it was very consistent in feeling that fast paced. You are driving towards something. Yeah. And for a lot of the comic, it felt like you're driving toward a cliff. Like it didn't. Mm-hmm. It, this is not like a a happy go lucky comic. Um, although it is like exciting, it's still a revenge story, and it mm-hmm. still does have those those vibes that kind of mellow the not mellow, but bring the story down in that mm. that sense. Um, I loved it. Yeah. Um, being a I don't know. I I'm assuming one of the newer comics that tries to push boundaries because that's I I really think that was a lot of the purpose in this comic mm-hmm. was trying to push boundaries. Did you think they missed anything? Not just in terms of like the the car chases and that type, but also just in terms of storytelling and what they did. Like in in their effort to be like we're doing this thing no one's done. Was mm-hmm. there anything you feel like they missed? Um, is it right if I contrast the the sequel? Yeah. So with the sequel, I I didn't enjoy it quite as much, and it it was still like a lot of action, and it and it was well drawn and everything else. Like it 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 did well, but I think what Dead Body Road, like the first one, did really well was keeping things kind of simple and concise to to carry you through like the revenge story made sense he is there spoilers in this one really do you want to can do we want i'm down to go into spoilers let's do it okay perfect if you haven't read it go read it it's a fun ride come back to us we'll help you enjoy it more that's right um so like he his wife got killed. He goes through this vendetta, this breakneck speed to catch everybody involved. And he gets him. You understand the, his reasoning. You, you like this guy. Like he's, he's pretty simple, but like it makes sense what he's doing it for. He gets to his goal and he, he dies tragically. Um, like it, it gets to the point of what it's supposed to do. In the second one, it the the reasoning behind it's another revenge story. So you 
first off, you start following this woman who's a, a bartender. Her brother seems to be in trouble with, a, a, like, he's in trouble with, like, a, a, a dirty cop and, like, kind of a mob sort of situation. Um, she, like, gets attacked but also starts tracking people down and, and kicks butt and kills some people um, to try to, like, save her brother. You come to find out that the brother was sleeping with the like head of this like dirty cop mob organization and as they're getting caught like they go to run away together the wife falls and kills the cop's son like so the the dirty cop is basically like, oh, he's all I had to live for. He was the reason I was trying to change. I was going to be better. And you ruined all that. And so the cop ends up killing the brother and the sister has a chance to save him. And is like, well, sometimes people aren't like they're past saving. Wait, and the then, person that she wanted to kill originally? Yeah. So the person that she wanted to save her brother from. Mm -hmm. she ends up letting him kill her brother oh and that doesn't feel right <laughs> no and then like randomly like I, i'm i'm really bad at telling stories but uh like earlier on there's a a deputy that kind of has a thing for this bartender chick and he comes up at the end and is just like all right well we'll take care of this do you want to like go be together like it just it there's not really any payoff for anything there's no real like the the cop guy gets his revenge but like completely for the wrong reasons or I, not for the wrong reasons but like he betrays the whole thing that he kind of had his son uh like his motivations for who his son was he just mm -hmm. i'm doing this not doing it justice but basically you have Dead Body Road 1. You have a very clean and concise story. You understand the guy's yep. reasonings. He gets to the end of it, and the vehicle <laughs> that carries you through that <laughs> is this amazing breakneck story that achieves what they were trying to do. Like, yep. they work together. In the second one, the vision seems clouded, it just kind of seems to happen and then for whatever reason the ending is like it doesn't really make a lot of sense for the whole for what the whole series is it's like yeah. the bad guy wins your your <laughs> good person decides to like betray her values because <laughs> it was yep. like everything for my brother like she killed people to try to save her brother and then she's like ah nah <laughs> yeah so it's like well yeah that, that sounds yeah. like a huge contrast to the dead body road that the first one because mm -hmm. so the first one ends with like you said he gets he kills everybody that like he it is a revenge story like three ep, three issues in episodes three issues it's very episodic it's it's mm -hmm. great in it's in how they did that but like three issues in he's He's talking to this lady who's helping him with all this, and she's like, "She's like, hey, you you know this isn't gonna bring him back. This isn't gonna do anything." And he's like, "I know. Like, I just have to do this. I just, I have to, I have to try something, and this is gonna make it worse, but I'm gonna do it." And it's like he's resigned to the fact that he he knows this isn't the like holy outcome. This isn't the 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 upright outcome but to him it's the right and just outcome uh so it, it has that revenge story feel throughout the entire thing and it ends with the revenge story payoff that they promised really well throughout the entire story of you're gonna watch these people die it's gonna be gross like there's some some really interesting uh like graphic gore that they put on the in the illustrations too that i think played well into the revenge story Here's gore that's like, it's not something you enjoy looking at. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, that's, that's kind of messed up. That's gross. Uh, and then it ends with 
as he's dying, he's like, I, you know, I was only a good man for, for these last few minutes. Like I, I did a, a very little bit and he's telling the woman who helped him with this entire thing, who, you know, he's trying to like prompt her on to, to get out of this, like do mm-hmm. something better. Um, and he tells her just make it worth it. And it, it's this great payoff of like, you knew that was going to happen. Like you couldn't read this and go, well, it's this aggressive revenge story. I, you know, you kind of, you want him to be fine, but you also know, like in this type of stories, he's probably not going to come out. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they follow through on those mm-hmm. sorts of promises. Like they're very consistent in the tropes and the genres of, of revenge. And that was great. Um, and that's part of why this story I think is so fun is it is fast paced. It's, it's action packed. It's all of that, but it's also a revenge story that follows through on its promises. And it doesn't mm-hmm. sound like the second one did that at all. Not really. Cause yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that is, that is one of my complaints with the first one, which I think I'm, I'm kind of hearing you ex- say some of that for the second one is I, I love the illustrations. I like the story. I like what the, the story is that they're presenting. I'm not the biggest fan of the writing. Mm. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I It's it's fine. It's not bad. Um, but that's not what I think is, is anything that shines with this story. Um, I just think it's something that's not bad. But there are other things like the illustrations and, and the way they drove the story forward that do shine that really do push all of that yes it it worked to do what he wanted to do to push the medium to get that out of it but it could have been better on the story and the characters in in a lot of ways but yeah i think last time we did this we rated the story we did we did and we created a rating system Mm -hmm. and i think we should pretend like we did it for the very first time now that's right editor dave if you want to cut that last part out so it looks like we just came up with this on the fly perfect so dead body road Mm -hmm. i enjoyed it a lot i liked it what what would you rate it what are you what are your thoughts on dead body road i yes. think final I think thoughts for for doing for doing what it tried to do and and doing that very well um but falling short in that those little ways that that could have made it shine even a little more um yep. i think i'll give it six dead bodies out of ten. Six dead bodies out of ten okay i think I think I'm going to say six and a half. Okay. Because. You're a fan of gore. The, you like half a body. I do. I do actually. I like. I do like visually striking images. Like <laughs> I'm not opposed to gore in my comics. Uh, hence why I'm collecting horror comics. The gory ones are more expensive though. So I don't have much gore yet. But. Uh. <laughs> I think the things they did well, they did so well. Mm-hmm. I, this this is a series that I think is evidence that the genre or the the uh, medium of comic books is so much more than people think it can be, mm-hmm. even within the industry. The fact that this came out in 2012 or 2013 and really was was a it was something that hadn't been done successfully before i there were attempts at it i would say but this one actually did it and i i had not seen it before i mean, go look at i mean i'll just call them out go read <laughs> the flash comic books they it does not feel like you're watching the world's fastest man it, it feels like you're looking at a comic book with a static image like and people We've had the best writers in the game write for The Flash, and we've had the best artists in the game do the illustrations for The Flash, and it still doesn't have that dynamic. 
But this story in a few issues did that so well. The art is great. The idea of the story is super fun. I like revenge stories. So I'm going to say six and a half dead bodies uh, out of ten. I I understand. I I think that makes sense. I, I think I'd give the the second one more like four, three and a half to four out of ten. Yeah. Um but yeah, I, I think the first one definitely worth a read, especially like to have that yeah. that experience because it, it is something special. And I don't I I don't know enough about comics, but I don't feel like there's probably been a lot that have been able to achieve that sense. I mean, yeah. they definitely pushed it, but I don't know. Yeah, I'd, I'd say there are not a lot that, yeah. There are a lot of comics that try to push the boundaries and do something new. Um, but this one, I think, you know, they, they did it in such a short amount of time. Such a concise story. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. Um, that's Dead Body Road. I do have a recommendation. Not comic book, but Revenge. I, I'm a sucker for revenge <laughs> stories. I really like uh, revenge stories. Um, Blue Room. Have you have you heard of this movie? I don't think so. I think you might have mentioned it to me in the past, but okay, go for it. I I discovered it. Okay, so fun fact about Josh. He's a morning person. Mm-hmm. Uh. And Chelsea, my wife, does not, A, like the mornings, and B, like the same movies or entertainment that I do, for the most part. So, typically, Sundays and Saturday morning, Saturday and Sunday mornings, I just watch movies and TV shows, I go out places, the problem is most of them aren't open. So usually I'm in watching movies and TV shows that I know Chelsea is not interested in. And this was, I don't know, a few years, two years after we got married. It was Saturday at like 7 in the morning. And it was on Amazon. My Amazon recommended for you. I knew nothing about it. I didn't watch the trailer. And I was like, oh, sure, we'll watch it. And I just fell into my absolute favorite revenge story of all time. Like it is so well done as far as uh, filming goes rule of thirds, Dave. Uh, The, it is beautiful. It's striking the, the effects that they used for like gore and violence. It, it felt real like you i watched it and i have a pretty high tolerance i think for gore and violence because i really like horror movies uh and i watched it i was like i don't like this oh it's too much you know (laughs) and i i turned off the movie and i remember the feelings of like oh that was that was heavy and weighty and I, like the whole, there's family dynamics in what's going on and you don't know details of them. And most of the movie, there are not like, there's very few words, the whole movie, but you feel the emotions of this tension between families and stuff that's going on. And I remember turning the movie off and being like, I, I feel what they were trying to like, get me to feel. I think it's amazing. As far as movies go, period. It's great. And then for revenge stories and revenge movies, that is my number one pick. Blue Rune. Nice. Yeah. It, I, it's interesting. Like, that sounds like a trip. <laughs> um, I think we've talked about this before. I don't know about if it was in the last one or not, but just the difference between us and some of what we enjoy in our media where you enjoy experiencing things like that or or fear in like horror mm-hmm. yep. but in in like that controlled sense where you like experience experiencing an emotion in a safe but like way to kind of push yourself or test not test yourself but like it's a fun emotion to feel in that setting 
um where i don't even know if i could watch that <laughs> not in a bad way but like yeah i get so invested isn't the right word more like i'm i'm very much in whatever i'm watching and affected by it already yeah so i don't know i i I'd be willing to check it out, but I just, that was something that was interesting to me because I think a lot of my media stuff, I try to escape and Mm -hmm. like (laughs) the first time I watched the office, the first couple seasons were so hard for me to watch because it was so (laughs) cringy. Yeah. Like I, I'm, you, You'd think I was a wimp because I I like hide behind a pillow at times because it's so <laughs> painful for me. <laughs> it's the stupidest of watching like the that. office behind a pillow. It, it hurts. It hurts me. <laughs> That's I enjoy, awesome. I enjoy the office now, and they they kind of change that where it's still cringy, but you love the characters enough, and yeah, you're understanding that there's not actually like anything at stake in that, mm-hmm. but. That's why I found myself going to like anime a lot because it, I can still connect with it and still even like I've, I've cried watching anime and reading manga, but it's different. I don't know. Yeah. Sorry. Random tangent. I find it I interesting like it. what people like and what they enjoy. I think that's super enjoy. interesting. Yeah. Because I'm into, um, there's a trope in manga and anime called um, isekai, isekai, however you say it, but it's like going to another world, like you die or you're reincarnated or you're summoned to a fantasy world or somewhere else. And quite often it's like either video game rules or like you get magic or something, but it's just like, you could actually like go be in your in Skyrim and that sounds awesome to me. And like, even if they're crap, that's like my guilty pleasure, the mm-hmm. escaping and, and doing that sounds awesome. <laughs> okay. I, okay. you need, this is my request. The next podcast needs to be in that genre. That's my request because I actually was just mentioning to Ben, another friend. Thanks for watching, Ben. Uh, our super fan. He knows everything about our us. super fan. He knows all of the fun facts, even that I'm not actually seven foot. He knows that I'm maybe taller. Maybe. Only Ben knows. No one else. It could be. Uh, so I was. We sh- we send TikToks back and forth all the time because we're both twelve, and <laughs> I. I I don't remember if I sent him one or just told him about one where it was this thing that I saw on my TikTok page where it was this this like teenage girl and she was like I shifted and she was talking about that she was in Hogwarts <laughs> and that Snape was punishing her or something like she was in trouble and I was like, what the heck is going on? What is happening? And she looked dead serious. She was like deadpan. She's like, I shifted for the first time today. I was like, what is happening? So I, I Googled it. I was like, shifting. What is shifting? And it's this like, it's, I guess it's like a, a big thing. Huh. Whereas people are like, they're like, I teleported. IRL, it's like everything I read about it, they're like, this is real. This is 100%, and I have a proven strategy to make you be able to shift just like me. They're like, I shifted into Narnia. I, I, I woke up in Hogwarts, like all these things, and they're like, they're having real experiences with these like fake stories. And so I sent that to Ben and I was like, lol XD. And Ben goes, hey, like, yeah, I get it. Like, that's cringe and weird. Also, that's one of my favorite genres. Not that, but the idea of like you wake up in a world with different rules or a world that already exists or whatever. And I I don't get it. He was trying to explain it. I don't. He Like, I do in the sense that there's stories I know that do that. Mm -hmm. Um. 
But the way Ben was explaining it to me, like I don't think I've, I don't think I've given a story like that a fair shot. Uh, but Ben says they're great. You say they're great. I, I'll, I'll have try to find one. a good one because it it's such an interesting thing because it's so done, so overdone <laughs> to the point where they've even expedited like it's gonna sound dumb expedited the exposition of getting to that other world like there's even kind of a meta thing that's kind of, it's gone through cycles of you'll you'll read a kind of a crappy one or something and maybe maybe it's not but they've joked and even embodied like the the thing that causes death to the person half like there was a number of times where people would like walk out in the middle of the street just walking down like on their way home from school and they get hit by a truck and that's like a lot of them they get hit by a truck and that's how they get sent to the other world is they died and then they were reincarnated or they died too soon or whatever else to the point where they call him truckcoon and they'll like in the flashback sometimes put like a face on him or like do the anime like blushing cheeks thing (laughs) like but they'll even like skip so in other ones they'll they'll wake up and they're met by like a deity or something that says like you led a good life and died too early so you've earned a chance to be reborn in another world blah 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 blah. um so i'll have to find one that isn't um quite that far along in the development of the language or whatever you want to call it so that it's not just like catching you off guard or whatever you want to say like rushing it too fast okay so we'll see find one because i'll i'm i'm that's something i'm interested in because now you've mentioned it and ben has already mentioned it so interesting i'm willing to 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 dip my toe into some horror at some point so we can we can broaden both of our own minds well i definitely have horror comics that'll that'll hit the docket i oh man it's it's i've got so many comics i'm like i want us to engage with this story i want to talk about this i think it would be super fun just to revisit that story for me but also to share that with you i think would be great Mm -hmm. but i'm also like I don't want to, I don't want to not do a story I love justice. So I also don't want to bring some of these stories out yet. Cause I'm like, oh, I don't want to, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. I'm just scared of that. But <laughs> I do have a, I do have a cool, cool comic shout out. Mm. Hang on. Let me, it's over here. Okay, I got a comic. It's called Bump Back. Ah. And we... I got it as well. We know... Oh, you did? Nice! Mm -hmm. We know the guy who wrote this. That's right. Our friend Paul from college wrote this comic book. Paul, Xbox on Tucker. Yes, Paul Docker, the man. Uh, I don't know who the artist is, um, uh, but they're great. The artist is excellent. It's funny too because there's a whole bunch of references of like the college that we went to in oh, the comics. I need to read it then. I comics. haven't read it yet. I just got it in the mail a little while ago. So what it starts. Can... I'll, I'll tell you one of them. It starts okay. in a butcher shop, and yes. they call it the meat market. <laughs> Which is which is where the the college that we went to it was this place in between the freshman male and female dorm. There was this little grassy spot, and everybody called it the meat market because it was where these freshmen where would meet, meet each other. But it was I, stupid. I swear but, that there 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 was actually a college guy a few times with like an acoustic guitar out there. Yeah, with ladies around or trying to have ladies oh. around. Paul's comic. I I have read it twice. I love it. Uh, it's great. It's a lot it, of fun. The, is it available? The characters are awesome. Or was it only for the Kickstarter? 
I think it was only for the Kickstarter. Okay. Um, but I could be wrong. But we um, we we should possibly get him on. Have our first guest. That would be star. Oh, that'd be so fun, and we could talk. We could ask him about making a comic. I. It would be very interesting, especially it, not it would. not doing it in conventional means because he he like we said kickstarted it. Um, yeah. yeah, cool. I'll have it. to keep thinking for for next episode. I I'm excited to to throw some isekai your way. And for those man, anime and manga fans out there, I'm sorry if you're tired of it. We won't do it every episode, <laughs> but I enjoy it so. Wait, wait, what won't we do every episode? The Sekai. Every manga isn't going to be... Oh, yeah. wait, so people don't like it. Like, they're so tired of it. You're it's, oh, I see. It's... There's there's two sides, I guess, to it. Because there's people that, if they're tired of that trope... Yeah. Like, there, there's, there's stories that overcome it or, like, go past it. But if you're tired of the trope, it's hard because there's just a, a bunch of them and they're kind of pumping them out like to the point where there's the stupidest scenarios of like throwing something unique into it to, to make it funny or to make it interesting that it, it feels I don't know if you call it cheap or whatever else but like it it gets say it just like they're stretching it let's put it that way okay and and so there's people that are, are very tired of it but i'm not yet well i'm not sorry i'm looking forward to that um i don't have any comic book recommendations aside from paul's this week mm-hmm. um but it'll be good next episode will be good whatever it is in person next one should be in person yes the boys Which visiting actually, Ohio. The boy, the boy, uh, is walking right here. <gasps> He'll be walking right there. Yes, right. Just give it a few days. Mm-hmm. So actually, with that in mind, you should definitely pick something soon, so I can read it on the drive. Will do. Yeah. Okay. Well, should we call I think that with one? With that, we're out. All right. Later. Girl Scouts. Yeah. We'll eat your cookies. Yeah. (laughs) Bye. Bye.